This week on the show, our pop culture news, we talk about the short story The Shepherd and the recent TV adaptation, and fortune cookies. It is December 2023, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. My name is Brian, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Linnea. Hello. And Evan. Hello. Hello to you both. So one of my friends posted something on Facebook about, hey, listen, do you have any podcast to listen to? And I put a little note about, you know, my kids and I do a podcast. You should listen to it. And then I listened to it, and I thought, you know, for someone new, we just sort of jumped right in to our show, and we didn't really explain anything. So I just thought, if you're a new listener... We we kind of we sort of we have three segments and we start out each week where each of us go around and and say something that we found in pop culture that we thought was kind of cool and we just wanted to share. We do do that. Yeah, and then we have sort of a main topic and then at the end, just for the fun of it, we read fortune cookies. So that's kind of how our show works. I mean, I I know I say that at the beginning, but when I was listening to it last week with the idea of someone new, they, they probably like, what are they talking about? Pop culture references. Why, what are the, you know, what does this have to do with anything? So anyway, if you're a new listener, that's, that's what we do. Yeah, that is. So anyway, with that out of the way, who would like to go first with their pop culture news? I'll go first. So this week, the game awards happened. It's like for me, the biggest part of gaming. It's like the Oscars or the Emmys, but for video games specifically. And this year, there was a lot of good games. Oh my gosh. I was surprised. Game of the Year went to Baldur's Gate 3, which I it was a good game. I heard a lot. One of my friend's dads like exclusively played it all year. <laughs> no, one of your friends. One of your friend's dads. Yeah, no. It's it's more of an. It sounds adult like a court game. case. Uh, uh, your honor, that's hearsay. Yeah, <laughs> no. Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom only won best action adventure game. I wanted it to win game of the year or best sound design too, but that's fine, as long as it won something. But yeah, it was fun. A lot of things got announced. That there was like a tune right before they announced Game of the Year that included everything, and Is there was just be this... Sims Five. No, there was this one guy during that like big orchestral tune that they performed. He was just going crazy on the flute, like the camera kept zooming in on him specifically. <laughs> His hair was all like poofed up. You can tell he was sweating up a storm, but he was going crazy. It was very enjoyable. That was online, right? Yep. I came down here and I saw you watching it. You just saw me watching one of the random trailers that they had. Sure. Which, which actually, uh, are you done? Yeah. Okay, so that actually leads into to one of my pop culture references this week, is that one of the random trailers, I don't know if you saw it, there's a new game that was announced called Light No Fire. Did you yep. see that trailer? I did. You I... did? Is that what you thought I was going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's a company called Hello Games, and they've made just a few games, not many, but the biggest one that they've done so far is called No Man's Sky. Yeah. And it's a sci-fi game, and it's all procedurally generated. And when it first came out, it the game was kind of panned. It you know, they had made all these promises and it came out and it wasn't it didn't really live up to what they said, but 
but the company stuck with it. They made good with all their fans and they fixed it and they've been just going great guns with it. And I have a lot of friends who play this game and they say that it's really cool. And at one point I was kind of interested in playing it, except I already play a sci-fi game. I play my Star Trek game and this is was a space game. And I thought, eh, you know, I don't really need to look into it. But I guess now they've just released this trailer for a game called Light No Fire and it's a fantasy game. They include no in all of their titles. Yeah, and it's it's a procedurally generated world, so an entire world, and you can, you're a character, you can build things. If you log off and log back on, the things that you build are still there. Are there, like, towns? or? I think you're going to be able to make the towns. Uh, this game, anything you see can be explored, so, you know, a lot of games, you know, World of Warcraft, if you see a mountain in the distance, you can't really get to it you can maybe go up to the bottom of it but there's no way you can explore it like you would want to in this game everything is available to be explored you can the trailer has pictures of people hopping on dragons (laughs) and flying up on the top of mountains and on the top of a mountain you can build a tower if you want and it just looks really cool i think you might like it linnea because in one part of the trailer they have bunnies and I don't know if they're player characters or what, but I mean, it's like, cool. Can I, can I, I can be a, like an anthropomorphic rabbit <laughs> playing this. Can you ride bunnies in this game? No, the bunnies were small. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but they fun. were like anthropomorphic? Yeah. They're wearing coats and, <laughs> and, uh. Maybe you can make a little bunny village. I, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's a, it's Suddenly a fantasy. I'm, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> yeah. It's a fantasy world and it's, again, it's, procedurally generated and you share it people are still not quite sure if it's going to be multiplayer they they say it'll you you can meet friends and and do things their game no man's sky is is multiplayer but it's not really like a massively multiplayer game as far as i know and so people are wondering if this is going to be the same or if it's going to be different but um yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to to this game and they've announced no release date because they just had this trailer but just from what I was reading today it sounds like if they're this far along they might be released sometime next year so awesome anyway I'm looking forward to it yeah there's a, there's a lot going on in gaming right now specifically like there's also the entire Fortnite Lego crossover oh yeah that's so weird I played a while of that it's just also kind of like Minecraft all right third member of the crew here what's your pop culture news my news i thought it might be cool to talk about the european christmas festival we went to oh yeah so i couldn't really find anything online (laughs) so we went to a christmas festival that's like downtown saint paul kind of near a train station so it's kind of european themed i guess and people are selling all these christmas themed artsy things food European items. Yeah. What constitutes a European item? Just stuff. <laughs> it looks European. That... I don't know. So I mean, what what was there? Tell tell us what was there. Things like ornaments, lots of like knitted mittens and clothing items, lots of gnomes. People like their gnomes. Oh, there's gnome place like home <laughs> for the holiday. Yeah, and we uh, got our picture with Santa. So yeah, Santa oh, was there. We couldn't buy Santa, though. The real Santa, definitely. 
Definitely. It was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. And it was arguably kind of a mild snowstorm. Yeah, yeah snowing, sort of, for windy. Sure. There but was there a were, mother pushing a baby who was crying. But there were still tons of people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the it kind of adds to the experience. <laughs> the snow got everybody in the Christmas Makes spirit. Makes it feel more Christmassy. Mm-hmm. And it was getting more crowded as it got later, too. Mom pointed out you could see all the lights better. So that's just kind of a fun thing to check out if you're in Minnesota. Yeah, it's at the Union Depot in St. Paul. And yeah, it was an outdoor festival. You could also ride on the Christmas train. We didn't go on it. So sad. <laughs> all right, that wraps up our pop culture news. Now on to our main topic. The movie slash short story. The Shepherd. All right. So I think, well, I mentioned this before when we talked about this made-for-TV movie was coming out, but uh, I'm just going to do just a little history here. So there's an author named Frederick Forsyth. That's such a cool last name. It is. Forsyth. Frederick McCarthy Forsyth. He was born in 1938. He's an English novelist and journalist. He has sold more than 70 million books translated into 30 languages. Anyway, we're just going to talk about one, and it's not even a book. It's just a short story, and it's called The Shepherd. It's a novella published in 1975, and it tells the story of a nighttime journey by an RAF pilot while flying home for Christmas in the late 1950s. And it was a story that he wrote for his wife. He wrote it the year before, and then... That public, he published it. It's only 54 pages. And in 1979, the uh, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation turned it into a audio drama. Like a soap opera. <laughs> and uh, it was read by one of the CBC hosts, whose name was Alan Maitland. And I, I guess he was a popular announcer up there. He, he was on a show called As It Happens from 1974 until 1993. Oh. So I guess everyone everyone in Canada <laughs> who listened to CBC was was really familiar with his voice. So he read this version of The Shepherd and it's been airing on Christmas Eve uh, on the CBC since 1979. And except for the time so the CBC the, the show called As It Happens is a weekly show so it only airs Monday through Friday. So if Christmas Eve happens to be on a Saturday or Sunday they they played on a Friday, so you know it, it can vary, but but it's usually always Christmas Eve, and it's about thirty-one minutes long. This uh, radio show, and your mom and I first discovered it. You know, we were driving from a Christmas party and going to a late-night church, and we you know we turn on the radio, and here's this story. And in the English tradition, a lot of Christmas stories are ghost stories. And so that's what this story is. And, uh, yeah, it kind of became a tradition. We would listen to this story every year, and then we we would try to get you two to listen to it. So I want you to jump in here. Do you remember listening to this at all? I've listened to this for, like, the last three years. Otherwise, I think it scared me when I was little, because, <laughs> just because we said it was a ghost story. Oh, okay. I've never, like, actually listened to it. Like, I'd pick up bits and pieces, but I'd always be, like, concentrating on something else oh. when we were in the car. Okay. Uh, or, like, uh. so, like when you guys were like, let's watch the radio show we always listen to, I was like, which one is what? 
Like, the only thing I could think of having to do with pilots was, like, that one book we reviewed that one time. Oh, Airborne? Yeah, I kept mixing oh. it up with that. Oh, okay. And I was like, yeah. I don't think we listened to that on Christmas. <laughs> but then as we started watching the movie, I was like, oh, wait, this is the ghost one. There's a ghost in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that's the radio story. And then we'll just jump into, so recently just like last week or the week before. I think it was just last week. It came out on Netflix. Is that right? Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. I'm sorry. Yep, Disney Plus. So Disney Plus had a short version adaptation of it, produced by John Travolta, of all people. And and again, it's it's short. They've they've added to it a bit. Now, I don't know. We we probably want to we can compare and contrast them. I don't want to give away any spoilers because I don't want to ruin it for people if they've never heard it. I'll just suffice it to say, in the radio story, the entire thing takes place pretty much from from our protagonist's point of view, and and he's narrating the entire story. There's a few little bits where you talk to someone on the radio, and there's at the end of the story, he's talking to some some people at a at a air place. Uh, Airplace. Airplace. <laughs> well, I, was, I don't know if I should say that because I was going to say airport, but I don't know if I should say that because that gives away. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> but mostly it's what I guess what I want to say is it's from his point of view, pretty much the entire story. And then when you're doing and it's a lot of internal dialogue. And then when you get to doing a teleplay or a, a little movie, you can't really have internal dialogue that much so they've added to the story to flesh it out a bit and it's the same and yet different so i'm going to stop here and i'm going to let you two jump in and like if you have any thoughts or or things you want to talk about i really like the movie i thought it was a good way of adapting it in my opinion i'm really glad that they didn't do the voiceover or like internal monologue because i always hate it in movies when like all of a sudden there's like a shot and there's just the text this was this and this is happening and right now it's and it's just so annoying hearing that little voice this isn't a voice acted movie i just like the way that they were able to communicate the stuff instead i feel like in the book he wasn't really internally panicking and we don't really know how he was feeling from the outside so this movie gives like a different perspective from that point of view linnea you have any thoughts no, no, I haven't really listened to the radio <laughs> story, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Okay. I okay, mean, well then, just what did you think of the... I guess I could tell there's a lot of internal dialogue missing, because we just go like in between shots of him kind of panicking, and it was just silence. <laughs> you had to kind of piece together what he was feeling. Yeah. So the, the author of the story was an actual RAF pilot, which oh. I think comes across in the story, because the story is is very technical in a way. You know, he's he's talking about all the various instruments and how there's this instrument and that instrument and then you can you can fly a plane with only these few instruments and and it's very very technical and talking about all the wiring and and this and that. And in the teleplay we don't get any of that. You know, there's there's none of that detailed background. I think a lot of the shots in this were really beautiful. Especially all the like ones of just the plane over the sea. Mm-hmm. Does that sea freeze over? Or I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, so so the the story has him flying from Germany to 
to England. So he's flying over the is that the North Sea? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think it would freeze over because it's the ocean. I mean, it, it's super cold, but I think because of the the way the water is always moving, I don't think it's going to freeze. But yeah, I mean, if you if you crash in there, you're going to get hypothermia within minutes. <laughs> Which he talks about in the story, you know, the chance of surviving a crash. The, yeah. the basic outline of the story is he's a pilot. He's flying home for Christmas. His plane suddenly goes haywire, and he's trying to cross the North Sea, and he doesn't really have any sense of where he's going. It's a cloudy night. He can't see anything. And, you know, he's trying to make it home, and he's worried about he's worried about dying. Yeah. I mean, I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> What did you think of the casting of the movie? I thought it was pretty good. I like, Mom told us that John Travolta was trying to be the young pilot. <laughs> and the executive had to be like, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, we're, we're going to give you a different part. Because you're not a young pilot. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I like how they tried to include representation in this movie where they could. Like, they, they included... A few characters of color, which is nice because it's like the 1950s in Germany and the UK, which is not that much representation allowed, really. What what about the effects? You said there were some beautiful shots. Yeah. I really liked looking over at the sea. Also, the plane that they used, I, I read reviews and they're all like, oh my gosh, the plane's really accurate to how it looks in real life. Hmm. Okay. I thought it was cool, too, especially but that thruster on the back. Didn't you say you didn't like the plane, Dad? Yeah, I I mean, to me, it just looked so computer-generated. I don't know. There's something about it that didn't look real to me. And I guess I'm... So, I mean, if you haven't been able to tell, I'm partial to the radio story, just because I think the theater of the mind is so much richer than seeing it on a screen you know, someone else's version of it versus how I see it in my head. Did it ruin your version of this by watching it? Oh, no. No, I still, I mean, I can keep them separate. That's good. Yeah. yeah. The I John no... Travolta version versus yours. Yeah, I mean, I can I can keep them separate. I, I have no trouble doing that. I do think, in my head, I think John Travolta was even too old to be playing the character that he was playing. Oh. But I, again, I don't want to give too much away. I think it was fine. You, you're the one who feels the most intense about this. Well, it's just because I've, you know, I've been listening to this radio story for years. And, yeah. And I would, I'll, uh, I'll put a link in our show notes if you want to listen to it. Uh, and, of course, if you want to watch it, feel free to watch it on Disney+. Plus. But, but, yeah, even if you don't have Disney+, Plus, you can listen to the story for free on, online. So I'll put a link to that. You can listen to it. And I would say listen to it at night in the dark. Oh, in the dark. And, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, it, it's it's a tradition. I mean, your mom and I have been listening to it for years, and we always wanted you two to listen to it too, but apparently you I haven't, have. haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we always, like, get in, like, halfway through, and then I don't know what's happening, so yeah, I don't listen anyway. that's true, because they always air it. At least at our local station, it comes. The show starts at ten, and it you know it depends. Like we usually try to go to, to a ten thirty candlelight service at our church. So if we leave 
the party, the Christmas Eve party we're at, you know, a little late, we might come into it after the, the show's already started. But I think, I think in the last few years, we've just played it off of the phone, uh, you know, our phone, so mm-hmm. we can listen to the whole story. We don't have to wait until it actually airs. But yeah, I, I mean, I can still remember the first time I heard this story and you, and you get to the end and you just kind of get this little, this little shiver like, mm-hmm. ooh. And it's not scary, scary, but it's, you know, there's something mysterious going on and then you realize, you know, at the end, you yeah. realize what's going on. It's just like, ooh. It's a plot <laughs> twist. Yeah, there's there's a plot twist. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to say this without giving too much away. In the radio show, or, you know, the book, the story... I would say there's one plot twist. In the movie adaptation, I'm going to say there's two plot twists. <laughs> would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like the second plot twist in the movie? It was a little unnecessary. I feel like they just threw it in there for an ex- extra, like, oh, wow. It's a plot twist, so you don't, because if you've heard the story, you would already know how it goes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's different. So they have to make it different. Yeah. Yeah, I... I didn't like the second plot twist. It didn't work for me. And again, if I talk about it more, I think I would give away spoilers and, and what, what was going on. It was a little unnecessary. Yeah, it just felt unnecessary. And yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. I, to me, the, the original story is just perfect the way it is. And, and I can see that they wanted to change it up a bit. You know, everyone has to put their own touches on something. Yeah. Do we need to... Go into any more detail, or is that enough talking about this? I think, I think enough. that's enough. Okay, let's do our ratings. Do a do a rating for the radio show, if you want, and then a rating for the the made for TV movie, if you want. I'm give the radio show a nine out of ten because I enjoy it, but I don't know enough about airplanes to really enjoy it. <laughs> and I'm gonna give the movie an eight out of ten because I think it's really pretty. I've never listened to the radio show in its entirety, but I'll give it like a 9 out of 10 just because it sounds really cool. I'll probably listen to it this year if we play it again. Too bad we're never playing it again. (laughs) And I think I'll give the movie maybe like a 7 out of 10 because it was cool and all. I liked the visuals, but there are some parts that I was like a little, I felt a little dragged out or I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the radio show 10 out of 10. I think it's perfect. I love it. I have such nostalgia for it. It, It's just a great ghost story on a dark night. And uh, I'll give the Disney Plus show yeah, 7 out of 10. It's fine. It's average. Okay, then. Now, should we go on to our favorite time of the day? Fortune cookies. Oh, okay. That's your <laughs> favorite time of the day. Huh? I get to. He eat. looks so surprised, Dad. I get <laughs> to eat food. Dad's face was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> I mean, fortune cookies is your favorite time of the day. Yeah, because I get to eat food. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. Then let's move on to fortune cookies. Yeah, we, we we're starved. Otherwise, this is the only time in the week we eat. <laughs> it's time to get moving. Your spirits will lift accordingly. Ooh, spirits. Ooh. Ooh. Mine is, make your life an exclamation, not an explanation. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Dad, you look a little lost. Mine is weird. Well, ghosts are weird. Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. Never despair, but if you do, 
we're gone in despair. Okay. <laughs> so don't be sad, and if you are sad, just pretend you're not. <laughs> yeah. Be calm and carry on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That wraps up this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find us online at lunchboxreaction.net. Drop us an email, lunchboxreaction at gmail.com. My name is Brian. I've been joined by Evan. That's me. And Linnea. Bye-bye. And we'll see you all next week at, at the, the lunch, lunch table. table. Bye.